Uh, Stefan Devereaux, Stefan Devereaux Show, Angry Kids 24-7 Radio, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh yeah, hey, I wasn't too hard on Tiny, was I? Okay, it doesn't matter, anyway, <laughs> oh man, you know what, it's probably going to be my favorite podcast in the near future, um, I, I, I feel it coming, I'm just waiting to see which direction they're going to go in. Um, just feel it coming. Because uh, I'm, you know, big fans of both of these gentlemen. Uh, the Ric Flair Woo Nation Uncensored podcast is probably going to be my favorite within the next, uh, I'll say, next three episodes. Um, you know, right now I love the, uh, Keeping It 100 with Conan and uh, Disco and those guys. I love that show. Um with what Conrad is doing with his uh with his guys, um, you know, Eric Bischoff and Jeff Jarrett, you know, there's they can all be put into one big, you know, number one, number two or whatever podcast that I love to listen to because it just doesn't matter. Um but I just got a gut feeling, man, Ric Flair, because it's just Ric Flair. And you know he has the stories. But you also get a chance to listen to his thought process his thoughts on the uh you know sports and you know, football, he's a big college football fan, obviously. And um, uh, I'm just enjoying this. I was enjoying the show, his first episode. You know, it reminded me of when he and Conrad did his show back in the day. But uh, this one is different because Mark Madden, you know, uh, Mark Madden, a lot of you remember him as the WCW uh, color commentator back in the day uh, on Nitro. But um, you know, us here in Pittsburgh, we remember Mark Madden as the uh the host of the ESPN show, uh here at the local ESPN radio station, and um now I think he's on WXDX, uh one oh five point nine. That's you know. Uh and he's incredible. You know, Mark Madden, he has an opinion that a lot of people don't like, but he gives it. And he's very, 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 very smart. A uh, little history, Mark Madden and I, when he, uh, when I was starting out in radio, actually television, um, I met Mark at a, a Steel City Wrestling show, and the guy gave me his home phone number and told me to call him anytime I needed anything, any help with anything. And I was 20 years old. This dude didn't know me for anything, but he offered me that. And then, um, yeah, I would call him every now and then. And um, we won't talk about what we talk about. Anyway, but uh, maybe like a year or two later, I ended up getting a radio show on WCXJ 1550 AM. And it was a wrestling show. Uh, I talked about it in this last episode, actually. Um, but it was a, a wrestling show. And guess who decided to do a wrestling show on their, st- on their radio station, on their radio show? Because he had his own radio show. Uh, he did the draft time, I believe it was what five to eight, or maybe four to eight every uh, Monday through Friday on uh, ESPN twelve fifty AM. And this guy decides to do a wrestling show Friday nights at seven o'clock. Oh, of course, because my show came on Saturday mornings at nine o'clock, and I did it live. <laughs> I did it live. Get up early to go to the studio, have the show written out the night before. I write the whole show out the night before, news notes, everything, and then. Come to the studio the next morning, and I would give him my all. And he decides to do his show, and I'm like, 
damn. <laughs> so, of course, I was hot, man. I was very hot. And uh, I went after Mark Madden on the radio a few times, you know. And, of course, I got spanked. You know, he was Mark Madden, man. The dude's a, he's a legend. You know, that's like me going against Howard Stern. It ain't happening to me. Um, and Mark Madden spanked me. And it was fun. You know, I, I lost. <laughs> I got spanked. You know what I'm saying? I'll take my better said on that. And uh, he showed me, here, this is how you do it. And um, legend. So when I found out that he and Ric Flair was going to do this podcast, I said, oh, my God, this is going to be incredible because I, I know both of these guys and their energy is going to be incredible together. And, um, man, it, yes. So that first episode, they had me, yeah, I was cracking up most of the episode because of them two. Are, they're just so funny together. That is so funny. But anyway, Ric Flair said a few things uh, that some wrestling fans are, they, they, they just, you know, well, this is why, this is what scares me about this show, actually. This is what scares me. Because I know that Ric Flair will give you some stories from back in the day that are going to seem really, really insensitive. Because, you know, the cancel culture that we live, oh, I just want to choke cancel. Anyway, but um, he'll give you some stories. And one of the stories that he gave you or gave us was the story of uh, him doing some matches in uh, the Dominican Republic some years back uh, and how he, quote, unquote, lost the world title, but he didn't lose the world title and blah, blah, blah. So he had to go back down to the Dominican Republic, and he decided that uh, he wanted to bring Roddy Piper with him. And Roddy Piper came down, and they did the show. And uh, Roddy Piper, Ric Flair was paid with 15 grand, and Roddy Piper was paid $500 in Coke. And $500 and uh, fit tune of cocaine. So what happens? We get some. Toxic internet marks. Ooh, why would he talk about Roddy Piper like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Bro, Roddy Piper talked about it his damn self. I mean, he talked about the daggone drugs that he that he put up in his body his damn self. This is the problem. This is the problem about the, when you try to tell old day, I mean, olden day stories about professional wrestling. These sensitive wannabe cancel culture, toxic internet marks, toxic idiot marks. They think. They think, oh, we shouldn't talk about these things. We shouldn't bring it up. Oh, because he's going to discredit him. The homie said it his damn self. Roddy Piper sat there and told you he'd be dead by a certain age because of the stuff he put in his body. But Ric Flair is supposed to be canceled again because of this? You're supposed to be mad at him because of this? Oh, maybe he shouldn't tell stories like this with everything that's going on with him. What's going on with him? What's going on with him? More cancel culture BS? Y'all cancel the... the, the look, y'all... Yeah. Calm down, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, I said it like that. Calm down, Aaron. That's what my mom would say. It's you guys. You guys. Well, sit here and get mad because you told a story about Roddy Piper from a thousand years ago. For... Most of you dudes were even born who were saying he needs to stop talking. Really, man? We all know it was a different time back then. And guess what? 
it still goes on today in the entertainment business. Why don't you come here and kind of and cancel everything? I don't see y'all trying to cancel gangster rap. I don't see you trying to cancel the rap that's telling telling dudes to you know uh, Percocet and Molly Percocet, and I don't see you trying to cancel that. But you want to cancel a story from Dagon forty years ago? Cancel culture, yeah. Cancel yourself, please. Okay, I feel better. I feel better now. <laughs> therapy, baby. This is therapy. I keep trying to tell you, but I just I thought it was really weird that they wanted to cancel that cancel him over that story. Yeah, people were saying it. I seen the mess. I seen the comments. But it's gonna be an awesome podcast if he's already getting people pissed off. <laughs> I love it. He's the nature boy, the dirtiest player in the game. Now, the dirtiest player in the game also said, uh, you know, what is it? What is CM Punk and, you know, Daniel Branson done? Or Brian Danielson done for AEW's ratings? He said they should be hitting at least $1.1 million a week. And they're not. I mean, is he lying? Numbers don't lie. If you want, I can get the numbers because they were less than a million again this past week. Hot off of their pay-per-view. Don't get me wrong. It was up. The number was up. I think it was like 978 compared to the week before that, which was like 919 or something. So the, it was up. They got a few more fans that wanted to come and see what happened at the pay-per-view, see some highlights and so forth, and see where AEW was going to go with Dynamite this past week. Okay, no problem, B. But Ric Flair's right. This is a man who's drawn. Look, you can say whatever you want, and when he criticizes stuff like this, he has every right to. You know why? Because he was the one who was on the road drawing houses every single place he went to. It was on his shoulders to draw them houses. He understands how to draw houses, something that is a lost art for him these days with a lot of these guys. They don't care about drawing houses anymore. They care about making sure that they get their stuffing. They get their stuffing. I wanted to say the other word, but I couldn't. But that's the problem. Ric Flair didn't have to worry about getting the stuffing. You know why? What he had to worry about was making sure that those fans, those fans were involved in that match. Because how? How did he do that? Because he listened to the crowd. And he let that crowd dictate where that match was going to go. He knew he was, that was, he was more than likely going to win. But he gave them the match that they wanted, the fans, the, the match that they wanted. That's what get these fans emotionally involved and keep them emotionally involved. Last night, last night, we had fans who were coming into the building halfway through the show. They were leaving the pit game. Coming through traffic on 376 East to get to the show to see the main event because they were emotionally invested. Can somebody tell me, like, don't get me wrong, AEW has some spots, but obviously those spots aren't, big, aren't, aren't enough because guess what? They can't get over 1.1 million. CM Punk had a dude crying in the audience. 
Now, the way they put it out there, you would think that the whole audience was crying. They weren't. You know why? Because the ratings are telling you they're not, and they weren't. Yeah. The American Dragon. Last, last match we seen him in the WWE, he was getting his, he was getting pinned. Now he's automatically being put in the daggone title shot, the title contention here now. Okay, as long as he puts Adam Page over, I don't mind. Give Adam a little, you know, little shine there, but still. But they got the nerve to get mad at this man because he speaks the truth. What a business. What a business. Love it. And I'm going to love this podcast. I'm definitely going to love this podcast. I'm already emotionally invested. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm already emotionally invested. I can't wait. Rick Flair doing his thing again. I'm so happy for the Nature Boy. I love the Nature Boy, man. I'm just, I'm so happy for him. You know, um, his way right now after they tried to cancel the man just a few months a couple months ago they wanted him gone you can't stop the dirtiest player in the game man i'm telling you i'm telling you you can't do it man it's just not going to happen you know why because we love him too much now listen to the podcast <laughs> oh my goodness rick flair woo nation uncensored oh my goodness it will be my number one podcast very soon but you're listening to the Stefan Devereaux Show, Angry Kids, 24-7 radio. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, does these WWE releases really bother you? I mean, let's just be real. Stefan Devereaux Show, Angry Kids, 24-7 radio. We'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> 